right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. We're so excited for today's podcast. We're going to jump straight into it and um, just discuss a few things that are going to help you today moving forward. So today's topic is called success in fitness. So and we have our resident guru here. Resident so guru. she's what looking at is. me, but I'm not really a fitness guru. Sabrina is. She is the fitness guru here. <laughs> um, she's got a lot of experience. How how many years experience do you have? I've been in the fitness industry since about 15, so seven years now. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. working from 15, but definitely in it, dabbling in it, um, and stuff. Doing illegal PT sessions at the park and yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, seven years almost. Yeah, nice. And fitness has been a part of my life forever. And this is something that you've trained in right you've yeah. got a certificate mm -hmm. yeah. i'm qualified by so my qualification is personal training amazing okay so i am fully qualified i do um i have been a coach for many years i have been like a practicing personal trainer so i've got the experience in the field i've definitely worked yeah. a lot in in the fitness industry so this is your forte today. this is my forte <laughs> like last, last time was you... yours and we like held, held space for that yeah. no this is um fitness yeah, yeah this, so is, this is this love is it. your area of expertise so i'm literally just gonna like ask you questions amazing ask the questions <laughs> that you think people would yeah. want to know yeah and things that exactly because i am so so i'm super interested in fitness i'm a huge fitness enthusiast i don't have any training uh professional training or anything like that i basically just have been working out for the past five to six years yeah nice uh pretty regularly um taking a few breaks here and there but yeah pretty regularly for the past five or six years whether it's weight training mm -hmm. whether it's doing cardio, hit sessions, Amazing. dance. Yes, get it. So been pretty active for the past few years. Um, but in saying that, I'm no expert. So I've always hired experts. I've always hired personal trainers. So mm. I've been really excited about today because I just really want to just know more about you know what's going on in your that head of yours you've got a lot of valuable knowledge that i think not only for me but everybody out there that you know is either on some kind of a fitness journey or wants to get started and doesn't mm. know how to start mm. so mm. what i'm really excited about is sav's been planning for a few hours today she's got about <laughs> six steps that she's going to share with mm -hmm. you guys is it invaluable yeah that are going to help you to exactly invaluable information that's going to help you to achieve your fitness goals or yeah. or reach a a fitness challenge so i want to start off with a, a very uh, important question so this is something that i think a lot of people want to know mm -hmm. is what is the number one thing that causes people to to fail in fitness first of all i just want to say thank you for the introduction that was beautiful um and to answer your question the number one reason why people fail in fitness there is no number one reason. And I want people to understand the concept of failure is not just from one thing. It is multiple things. And failure is, is your teacher if you let it be. So I'm going to go through the six steps as we discussed before. Um, and you take away what you want from it and you absorb what you think is relevant to you. But the first thing I want to discuss, and this is from my experience being in the fitness industry, I have seen many people fail, many people become stagnant, many people plateau. I've seen people succeed. And this is where my knowledge comes into being so valuable because I understand from observing and experiencing what doesn't work, what does work. Okay. And I'm going to give you all the advice that I know as much as I can in the time we have today on how to succeed and what it is that is blocking you and stopping you from moving that needle forward. So the first thing that I have observed and that I know that causes people to stop and give up and not succeed or fall off track is people just give up too easily. 
<laughs> you give up way too easily when you experience the discomfort of achieving a goal or the journey to getting to a goal. It is not going to feel comfortable. It is not going to be easy. You are going to have days where you're like, why the heck am I doing this? I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I'm fatigued. I am sore. Like that, that, that feeling of being uncomfortable is where the change happens. Every challenge that comes up in your day when you're working towards a goal is the thing that will change you. Okay. So what would that look like? You know, what would it look like in terms of uh, somebody that let's say has um, is experiencing that. Um, mm -hmm. Would that be like a plateau or would that be like, you know, yeah. you just don't have any energy anymore to keep going? Yeah, the um, resistance, yeah. right? So it can look exactly like what you just said, plateau, your results are stagnant, you're right. not losing weight anymore, you're not building muscle anymore. Right. Um, whatever that looks like physically, like I'm just not changing. And isn't it that sort of, I mean, in my experience anyway, when I was trying to lose weight, you know, five, six years back when I was initially getting into weight training, mm -hmm. you know, initially the results were amazing. You know, yeah, like I was newbies, losing a lot of weight and yep. I was very motivated. But then, you know, as I kind of progressed, the results became much less Yes, physically, I yes. mean. Yeah. Mentally but, it was exponential, mm -hmm. but physically, I mean, so that can definitely be something I think that might demotivate people. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be in it for the long run, guys, because long when term. you first start any, if it's fitness related, just quickly, everything I'm saying now can be um, taken into every other area of your life. Okay. It's not just about fitness. This is about everything. This is why fitness is so important because it teaches you all these key philosophies and trainings to help you in life. But to answer your question, when you first start a fitness challenge or you change your diet or you start training, you get something what most people would call newbie gains. Mm. And that is because your body is not used to this style of training or eating. So it adapts very quickly right. and the changes come very quickly. And the reason they don't keep happening is because it's not sustainable for your body to rapidly change so much so regularly. Your body needs to regulate a state of being healthy, maintaining itself, because otherwise there's just too much constant, what's the word, too much change happening that your body's going to be like, what is going on? And it's going to freak out. So it's like, as an example, when a competitor competes in bodybuilding and you're changing your physique from A to B, whatever it looks like, you can't maintain that. And that's why it's so extreme to get your body to look like that because there's so much physical change happening on a daily basis that your body just ends up going into shock and it goes into you know, starvation mode yeah. or whatever, and you release hormones like cortisol to help your body function, which in the long run messes your body up. So the results you get at the beginning usually are going to be way quicker, way more intense than the results long term. So you have to be in it for the long run, okay? And don't get too fixated on when you start a diet and that week you lose three kilos. It's not going to look like that every week. Results slow down. Okay. And you just have to be willing to accept that it's not going to look as fast as when you first started. It's normal to have that, um, that really rapid response from your body, but it is not going to stay like that. But that's also a really good point, Mona, because it requires you when you start becoming plateaued or stagnant, you need to change something. I was just going to say You need to change that. something. Stop trying. Yeah. Like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result, yeah. right? And this is where you I'm have gonna to I going to ask you that. Do, do we trick the body yeah. into doing something else mm -hmm, or doing something mm -hmm. else with the body so that it actually gets a different result or a better result? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is why you will have um, terminology such as progressive 
sensitive overload, um, you know, changing your technique up because your body will adapt and get very, it's very smart. The human body is very hard to trick. I'm taking notes here, guys, because this is just invaluable. Yeah. Progressive overload is basically a concept of you go through a period of training, or let's just say as an example, if you're training and you have a program for six weeks, Mm -hmm. you follow that program. If you keep doing that program, you're probably still going to stay relatively strong, still build a little bit of muscle, still get a bit of results, but your body gets so strong and used to that, it won't keep growing and and changing and adapting. So for you to change something when you're in a plateau, you need to change the thing that you were doing in the beginning and needs to change into like a different program, a different cycle. Um, And it it literally is going to be a constant journey because you have to be willing to change and surrender to the – because this is what I see a lot is people get attached to keto or carb cycling or veganism or they get attached to bodybuilding or whatever it is that, in quotation marks, worked for them in the past that they know if they fall off track, they're like, oh, it's all right, I'll just go back to keto. I'll just go back to carb cycling because I know that works for me. But the reason you've fallen off track, my friends, is because it wasn't clearly working. It clearly wasn't working, okay? So you need to be able to surrender on your journey to the things that are coming up and saying, this isn't working right now. Let's move into a different phase. Instead of allowing that plateau to throw you completely and go, I'm not going to do it anymore at all because why not effort throw the towel in? You need to stay persistent and be willing to improvise when those plateaus hit and be willing to accept that help from someone. We can't always do it by ourselves. So Let's say get a trainer. Get a trainer. I have a trainer. I was was saying to Mona before, I have never in my life not had a mentor or trainer. And that is 100% the truth. I've invested thousands of dollars. And I'm not saying this is what you have to do, but But for me, investing in someone to help you grow, expand, stay accountable is invaluable. It is invaluable. I don't have a trainer at the moment, but I do have a vocal coach. Exactly, because that's what's important (laughs) to you. And you need need someone to help you grow. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of the time you get so caught up in your journey, you forget to see the things that are like causing you to not succeed or yeah. you know having someone else's eyes on your journey is really reassuring yeah. and is so helpful so really like that you know just having either a trainer or a mentor yeah. to help yeah. you mm-hmm. yeah even just setting up like a program with them yeah sitting Absolutely. down and discussing you know how you're going to change things up so yeah. that you don't feel like you said insane going mm. a little bit insane doing yeah. the same thing and especially with all the information out there on the internet mm. it is so hard to right. know what is the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. It's information overload when you go on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Yeah. And even to me sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, of course. What? Where do you start? You know, so mm. it is It is so important to find a coach who I believe you get along with and who respects you and you respect them. Yeah. There's so many coaches out there that post on Instagram and Facebook and no respect, no disrespect to them. I respect that they want to help people. But they're, they're, they're marketing aesthetics. They're marketing transformation. They're not marketing mind frame change. They're not marketing how to be happy in your body, which at the end of the day is primarily the reason why people want to change their health and fitness lifestyle is because they want to feel better. They want to be happier. They want to be stronger. They want to, you know, feel confident, feel sexy, you know, have all of those amazing emotions, but we attach it to looking a certain way. So we get attracted and roped into coaches who are, yeah, amazingly aesthetically fit 
um, and have great words to say, but they're not in it for you to transform your mind. To, you know what I mean? So I believe in really researching your coach, finding someone you resonate with and whatever the price is, like make sure it's maintain it's maintainable. Cause I think if you go, yeah, I'll just do six weeks. That's not, yeah. that's not going to be long-term. That's not going to help you long-term. You want someone in the long run. Yeah. So think about the long yeah. run guys, someone you can work yeah. with and grow with and change with. So I think the right sort of way to think about this would be looking at as a long-term investment as Absolutely. opposed to short-term gratification. Yeah. We live in a very instant world oh, at the moment yeah. and we expect things to happen instantly. Fitness is not like that. Yeah. You need to let go of this, you know, and seeing pictures online of people having a transformation in 12 weeks and they go from, you know, 25% body fat to 6% body it's fat. Realistic, it's though. not realistic and it's not real. And, and it's a lot not sustainable. Of, no. How do you sustain that for the rest of your life if you're just doing instant quick fixes? You will not. Okay. So, and my biggest advice in this whole, you know, if you want to get results really quickly, ask yourself the deeper questions. A lot of mentors or PTs out there don't do this. They don't say to you, okay, so you ask yourself, why is it that you feel attracted into looking better? What is that? What is that for you? And people say, oh, I just want to feel better. I'm like, no, no, go deeper. What is that? And I keep questioning and questioning. And it always comes down to this limiting belief in themselves that has been, you know, um, it's been birthed through some traumatic experience right. in their life. It could have been when they're in school, someone said they were ugly or when they're a little child, someone touched their belly and was like, you're fat. Or, you know, a, a partner that said that they didn't have a good body or whatever. It always roots down to not these, these limiting beliefs, not a fear of not being good enough. Therefore I won't be loved. Yeah. It's not the, yeah. the physical body is just like the, the label we give our limiting belief or like, it's my body. It's how I look. It's what I lift. It's like, no, it's deeper. So I ask you to invite in the harder questions and say, what is it I actually want? I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. No, I want to feel enough. I want to feel like I am worthy of love. You know, those are the roots of a lot of people's physical suffering and reasons for them going and sabotaging their body at the gym is because they want to feel enough, worthy and lovable. So go within, ask deeper questions. And that is where the true change will happen and the long-term success will happen. So moving on from that, you're going to have to get uncomfortable, you know, and that's a part of the journey. Is that asking, step two? That's step one. That's still part of step one. Yeah. So being uncomfortable is asking the deep questions, mm -hmm. confronting those limiting beliefs. Um, in life, you know, when we're reaching a certain level, we're going to be asked to walk through things because the tests in life we are given become our testimonies. So everything you're going through right now when it comes to self-love, you know, I'm really struggling with the gym and trying to make a good relationship with food and all of that. It's not going to be forever if you don't want it to be. You might just be asked to walk down this path. So like I did, and I went through all this crap to now have an understanding of how to help other people get through that struggle. You know, your struggle is giving you the strength at the end of the day. So when you're, yeah, when you're setting out on a fitness journey, I ask you to think of all those things. Um, moving on to Another reason why you fall off track is you're comparing yourself to other people. You're comparing your results to someone else and you're thinking my results aren't as good as them or your expectations are way too high and you think to yourself, I'm going to look like that by the end of 12 weeks or next year I'm going to look like that or in 10 days I'm going to lose five kilos. Your expectations 
become the root of your suffering and your disappointment. You have to let it go. Your expectations, yes, have a goal which we'll move into, but don't set the bar so high that you will never meet it. Mm. You will just constantly reconfirm in your mind that you are not good enough and you can't do things, you know, and that is where you start to become really insecure and you don't have any confidence or belief in yourself to do anything. Therefore, you stay in this this pity party and you repeat the same vicious, really bad cycles. So don't compare your journey to anyone else. You are not anyone else. Your body is not your sister. You're not, you know, you're not, stop with the comparison. Let yourself love yourself for everything you are and who you are. Just the fact that you're here today is a blessing and that you're, you got to be gifted with life. You know, that should be enough for you. But I want you to stop comparing and setting the expectations so high that you just become disappointed in yourself too much because that's going to stop you from even trying. That's true. Okay. Second point, goals need to be specific, my friends. So write them down. Mm -hmm. And how many goals should we be having? Okay. One, two? With fitness? Yeah. I, I believe in having, so, okay, so with me it's, it's always really, really different. Sometimes, usually in life, I only have one goal with fitness and I stick to that because otherwise I feel like it's too much physical output, Mm -hmm. right? When it's physically, I feel like you have to be a bit more narrowed into one goal. Can you give us an example of a goal? Yeah. So for me, like competing in bodybuilding was a goal, but that's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, Competing in an Olympic lifting competition was a goal. Does it have to be like something that you're doing? Like, let's say I want to be able to run five kilometers in three months. Or does it have to be like, oh, I want to weigh this much or look Mm -hmm. like this? Mm -hmm. So what what do you think is a goal that people can actually have that is going to help them actually reach that goal, a better way to kind of frame it? Any, Any goal that's measurable. Measurable goals, right. Okay. Yeah. And I would even go as far as saying weight goals are really dangerous territory. I don't really like those. They're dangerous territory. I feel like you shouldn't even go down the weight yeah. route. Unless, my Unless it's only... for like a boxing or like an Olympic category where yeah, you need you to, to be. Weight. Or like a boxing match where mm-hmm. you have to be like a certain weight yeah. to enter. But The thing about weight with goal setting is I really always try to avoid it because people start to identify themselves as worthy enough when they become a certain weight. And this is why it's dangerous territory. Really? A, a goal, yes. People Jeez. people will identify their value of mm. themselves based on how much the scale says or what their dress size ah. is. So when you have a goal that's oriented, if you've got a mind frame and it's like, okay, I want to lose five kilos because I'm not happy, that's dangerous because it means that you're basing your worth and how you feel emotionally and how mm. valuable your life is on how much you weigh. And scientifically as well, everybody looks different at a different weight. Exactly. Because of yeah. the body composition. So mm-hmm. somebody might be 50 kilos and look a certain way and as standing next to somebody else who's maybe 50 kilos yeah. and looks completely different. That has more body fat and less muscle mass. Or and more someone height. Who, yeah, yeah. Or, more, or different proportions. Exactly. So I just think that you really can't look at weight I don't, as, I as don't, I never see weight as a measurable factor unless someone's morbidly obese and we need to get their weight down. Right. But in saying that, I still believe deeply that the goal should always have a long, like a longer period of, mm-hmm. so say as an example, someone's really overweight, really obese. I'm like, yep, we need to get your weight down. But the long-term goal is what? Mm. Bigger. Okay. So this was discussing with like you getting before. getting under a certain weight, you mean? More so. Okay. So I'm a very unique coach. I don't 
set targets for weight loss anymore because I just believe people get too obsessed about it and then they think that mm. it's it's something that they will always kind of be setting as goals for themselves. It's like I need to be a certain weight, blah, 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 blah. If someone comes in and sees me and, and is really, really obese and overweight, what I want them to do is find a goal that is bigger than themselves because at the end of the day, if your goal is measurable and it's bigger than yourself, it will carry you through the times that are hard, right? Mm. And what I mean by that, a goal bigger than yourself, doing it for my kids. Mm, I like that. I'm doing it for my mum who's going through a really bad time with her health and I want to be an inspiration. Step out of your head for a minute. I love that. And look at what it is you can bring forward to someone else. Because that 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 reason for you doing something that becomes bigger than you then becomes an obligation and you feel more inclined to show up and do it because it's like, this isn't just for me anymore. I love that. I just think that it's what innately drives us as humans, mm -hmm, right? I just mm -hmm. feel like you have to find something, a purpose or a reason bigger than yourself for long-term sustainability and staying, staying focused and staying yeah. motivated to keep going back to that goal. Absolutely. So it's yeah. not just about looking good or, you know, it's about mm. have a larger purpose, like, you know, having the energy to go to your job and contribute, yeah. Yeah. Um, having yeah. the energy and the health to, to look after your kids to take care of your aging parents. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, just So maybe maybe when you're writing down the goal and step, you know, in that step is maybe step two and, and write down next to it, the why maybe yeah, like yeah. maybe write mm -hmm. down like okay this is my goal and why, why? Do i have this goal yes so this will help you to achieve a clearer vision Absolutely. of and to stay on track yeah the why fuels everything yeah the goal is just the, the measurable ob obtainment of that or mm. the the process of understanding am i am i not moving am i stagnant that's what measurability does so it allows us mm. to reflect and understand right. when we're meeting targets when we're not the why is the thing that mm. will pull you through. Love it. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about goal setting and how important it is to have clear targets in life. When I was a PT, I had a lot of people say to me, my goal is to feel confident, feel beautiful, feel you yeah. know happy, mm -hmm. to feel, you know. Yep. And yeah, I always that. appreciate that. And I love that people want that for themselves. And you do deserve to have that for yourself. But if your goal isn't specific enough, you basically end up firing. So say you have this bow and arrow that you've been gifted to you and it is now the thing that will help drive your, I guess, your motivation and inspiration into the target. You have this bow and arrow. If your goals aren't specific enough, you walk into this dark room and you're like standing in the room going, okay, cool. And you have to, and then this voice says, fire the bow and arrow. And you have to fire this bow and arrow, but you're like, I have no idea where my targets are. So you just fire anywhere. And this is what a lot of people with motivation and inspiration, they get really high up on like listening to a motivation speech or someone, you know, makes them feel amazing. They get all this adrenaline and they're like, yeah, I'm going to. And it's like, where are you directing that? If you don't have targets and you fire that arrow of motivation just into anywhere, into nothingness, and then turn the light on, it's going to land somewhere where you didn't want it to go, mm. right? And that's where it's so important to have targets and set things up in your vision so you can see where you're aiming. So if you fall off track and smash your head on the floor and you're like disorientated and stuff, whatever it might look like, <laughs> you can get back up and know where you got to go yeah. because life is not going to be roses and sunshine on the journey. You're going to fall. You are going to You're always going to have good days, yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's reality. To be able to get back up and understand where you're heading is so powerful. And on top of that, when you set a specific goal, you then filter 
into your brain how important that is. And your brain has this amazing system called the RAS, which is the reticular activating system, which when you have things that are important to you or of high value to you, they start, so on average, we have about 35 to 75,000 thoughts a day passing through our brain all the time, right? When you have a goal and it's specific, you then have this mental image in your head and your brain starts to think this is what this body or what this person is important, like is important for them. So they start, the reticular activating system will filter out all those unnecessary thoughts, those emotions, everything that's not a part of this specific goal. And it will only bring in and allow the things to stick in your mind that are going to serve you on that journey to reaching that specific goal. So when you set specific intentions and a vision specifically knowing what it is you want, your RAS and your brain starts to act straight away to start filtering things into your life that are going to help you get there. It just, it then just becomes like the most insane journey. And you'll be like, oh my God, everything's happening for me now. And it's like, whoa. And it starts to freak you out because you're like, what the heck? And and that's what it does. So when you get specific, the brain goes to work to start filtering in everything that is relevant for you to help you on that journey. So that is why it's so important to get specific and don't just think that the reason for you doing this is for you to feel good. It always has to Mm. be a bit deeper than that. Yeah. Go a bit deeper and ask yourself why that's important to you and then make sure it's something outside of yourself. It's like we need another topic on the psychology of goal setting. Right. Right. It's such an interesting topic. We can probably get someone on the podcast to talk about that because it is a whole, there's like neuroscience about it. There's so many studies conducted around like athletes. Visualization and how physiologically, if you visualize yourself doing it, your body sends neuro like the same stimulations to what muscles would activate and everything on that journey oh my gosh I love the human body (laughs) basically um there's so many things that go into goal setting but I just want you to understand that it's about setting a goal that you can see and then making little steps to get there so realistic make it realistic so Mm -hmm. don't tell yourself oh I'm going to do you know I'm going to enter a bikini contest in three months no no it's not realistic it's not and realistic. you're going to crash and burn in your first week probably yeah. trying to cut those calories and mm-hmm. it, you're going to not have motivation or discipline or focus to, you know, keep keep going forward. Yeah. And and also just, you know, refuel your body. Like this mm. is probably a little out of topic from the steps. So this is something that I noticed when I started doing weight training is that you get like hungrier when you start exercising. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to, eat. to refuel mm. because you need that energy because that's going to get compensated when you start working out yeah. and, you know, and all of that. So just, just don't be like, okay, I have to cut back on this or I have to do that, you know. Yeah. Eat properly. In order to get results you've never had, you have to be willing to do things you've never done. And a lot of people struggle and to move forward because they're like, what works for me? Again, Mona, what I said before, what worked for me isn't going to keep working for you. Okay, the reason why you keep going off track is because you're like not willing to do yeah, things you've never done. True. The amount of people I've met, I've met who are like, I can't eat two thousand calories a day. I'm like, mate, <laughs> do you want? Do you want to re- achieve your goals? Like, you you have to get uncomfortable in the process. And that when I mean discomfort, it's like doing things you've never done. I mean eating more, right? If you're not eating enough, if you're eating too much, you're going to get uncomfortable because you're going to have to eat less. It's all about yes understanding to get where you want to go it's just going to require you to do everything you've not wanted to do before yeah right and when Mona mentions about being realistic it's so important to understand like your goals need to be 
achievable every day. Yeah. You need to somehow set little things up in front of you every day that allow you to reiterate and reconfirm in yourself that you're achieving things. Because like I said before, if the expectation's too big and you don't meet it, you just become like this person of I don't believe in myself. I don't know what I deserve because in life we get what we believe we're um, deserving of. So you then you will tolerate behaviours and patterns that are not serving you because you keep confirming to yourself by setting the bar too high that you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So you just keep not doing it. Um, there's everything to do with when you go through a fitness challenge, there's a lot of lessons that you'll have to learn, right? And I want you to understand when you're at A in any journey in life, and it might be the beginning, the beginning bit, you can't jump to Z. You just can't do that. You have to, I mean, you can jump to Z as an example. It's like if tomorrow you wanted to lose 20 kilos, you could cut you both your legs off, but that's not a sustainable goal. That's probably not going to be healthy. So when it comes to setting goals, if you want to get to Z, you have to go through the process and go A to B, B to C, C to D. And every letter is a lesson. Every letter is a lesson. And that's the value of going through the process and the journey and feeling everything you need to feel because it gives you the alphabet and all the things that the lessons you need to learn to be able to get where you want to go in the long run. Okay, guys, we need to wrap up part one of the podcast, but we'll be coming (laughs) back with part two very soon. So tune into part two if you want to keep hearing about how to be more successful in fitness and succeed in fitness. Um, Yeah. So yeah. we're going to be going through the next three steps. Yes. In, so stay tuned, guys, because we've only done half the steps. So <laughs> some really um, interesting stuff coming up. So uh, see you guys in part two. Bye. Bye.